Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, hello there now. I'm recording this again on my phone. Um, as I record the introduction to today's podcast, um, it's Thursday evening. It's the evening before you're going to get it. And I'm in my bed. It's 20 past one. What a, what are you reading, Stephen? It's 20 past nine in the PM. I came straight home after doing my show, which I rarely do. Came straight to my humble abode because I am doing a midnight show tonight, followed by a half one show. Um, and uh, I said I'd come straight home after doing my hour show. Uh, get some rest, eat some pizza, snuggle up in my bed, and then I'll hop on the bus at about half ten, eleven o'clock. Head down to the venues to do my sets. I'm doing one at the uh, the Assembly Mound, which is, to be honest, with you from a distance, it looks like a bit of a castle. Um, it's a huge old room, and I'm delighted to be doing it. I'm on with Josie Long, uh, Mark Watson, uh, Tanya Moore. So I'm really excited to be doing it. It's kind of a cool thing. Uh, hundreds of people will get to see me, and hopefully it will attract more of them to come to my my hour, my 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 hour show that I'm doing called Ouch. Um, a, a bit of a longer introduction because I have a very special show coming up for you today, which you're all going to be delighted um, with. But um, yeah, just to let you know how I'm getting on uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe, it's going really, really well. Uh, I'm very, very, very grateful. Um, uh, I've got us. I've we're halfway through, and I'm pretty happy with the fact that I have a solid hour of stand-up comedy, a new show, which I'm very excited about. Um, yeah, it's this has been the perfect uh, journey. This has been the perfect recipe to to make yourself have a good show, and I've learned a lot. Uh, today's show was fantastic, brilliant, and uh, I've ma- managed to master the art of getting a room f- um, that's not so full of people to laugh and to not even have um, a, a round of applause. I'm not even introducing myself on stage at the moment. I just let the music play and I walk on stage. And if they clap, they clap. If they don't clap, I don't care because I'll get them. I'll figure it out. And that's what it uh, um, Edinburgh has really helped me with, to be a better comedian. There's no cheering myself on stage going, please welcome to the stage. Blah, blah. I did it for the first few shows and, and after that I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to walk out and figure it out. And that's what Edinburgh really pushes you to do. Because every audience that comes in, you don't know who you're going to get. Some people have just randomly bought a ticket and they haven't a clue what to expect. And uh, I like the challenge of it. It's making me a better comedian. It's really pushed me with my performing and with my writing. And I love that. Um, I feel like I'm finding my voice a lot more. As in my, my comedic voice, my writing voice, the things that I want to say. I think I'm finding that a lot more, and that's very exciting for me. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really enjoying it. I got to see some other shows as well. Um, if you're around in Edinburgh, I would recommend you going to see Matt Ewan's. It's a bit of a, it's a comedy show, but it's nuts. Lots of technology is used in it, but it's 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 interesting. Make sure you have the energy to go to it now, because I was pretty exhausted when I went to see it. But Google Matt Ewan's at the Edinburgh Fringe. I would also go see Nikki Britton, who's on in the same room as I am in Studio 4 in Assembly. But I went to see her show the other night, and she was fantastic. She was brilliant. A uh, comedian from Australia. I uh, really liked her. She was she was brilliant. And she's a cool chick as well. She's a cool gal as well. So uh, go see Nikki Britton as well. Uh, I went to see Kat Cohen as well, who I gigged with at the uh, Ivy Gardens Festival twice now. And uh, delighted to have her, uh, have been to her... Um, show if you like that kind of thing it's kind of it's kind of cabaret she's a, a fantastic singer as well as a comedian and a very uh, strong comedic persona on stage that I think is very unique uh, and I think it's brilliant and all these people are pretty unique to be honest with you. that's the beauty of the Edinburgh Fringe so go check them out um, I went to see some kind of a magic mic circus slash stripper show the other day that I got dragged along to that was a bit mad um, and um, obviously all the Irish greats are on as well uh, David O'Doherty's show is great go see Jason Byrne who's also doing a play during the daytime um, and what else have we got I can't think off the top of my head what else I've seen. But anyway, I'm going to try and see a lot more before the end of the festival. It's hard to get to see it, to be honest with you, because it's a long old day with the flyering and the performing, but it's all going well, like I said, and I cannot complain. I had one really, really rough show this week, and uh, it was like throwing my head against the wall, to be honest with you. It was terrible. I ate shit for a whole hour, and what was really annoying about it was it was nothing to do with me. It was not my fault. Um... They basically didn't fill the room from the front and everybody decided to sit at the back, which is behind the lighting. So I couldn't see the way the lights are shining in my eyes. I couldn't see the people sitting at the back. So I couldn't deliver the performance to anybody. I couldn't read the room. I couldn't see eyes. I couldn't see faces. I couldn't gather a vibe. And it was a fucking nightmare. So today there was less people in, but they're down the front where I can see them and chat to them. And it was brilliant. Uh, an Irish comedian, Porrick, I can't remember his second name, came to the show. And uh, thank you so much for coming, my man. He posted a lovely photo on social media of me, and it was uh, it was great. It was a really cool photo, actually. I really liked it. Um, so thanks for that. Thanks for all the messages. Everybody's very like supportive on Instagram and I'm constantly sending messages. So thank you very much for that. Everybody says, geez, you're killing it over there. Um, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm 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 very happy that I am writing an hour. I've written an hour of stand up comedy and it's ready to tour. I can I can go tour Ireland tomorrow now with a brand new show and that's what ha- makes life happy for me. And uh, I look forward to doing that. Um and who knows about other countries. I would love to do that as well. But um it's exciting. That 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 part of it is exciting. And it, being here with so many other performances it really gives you the it gives you the the hunger to, to, to want to be better and to write more and to make another show. So like I'm already thinking about next sh- the next show, the next hour after this. And I just want to be a better comedian. And so it's uh, all those things, all those boxes have been ticked. I'm delighted with that. Um, what, what other news is there? Oh, yeah, I did have this written down somewhere. Listen to this, this is very funny. Probably part of my best performance at this whole Fringe Festival is my is my flyering. I think I'm a, 
I think I'm a, I'm a killer flyer. I'm amazing. But there's a big poster of me next to the box office on, a, on George Square outside Assembly, right? And there's a little, there's a bigger poster of David O'Doherty right next to me. And I um, I walk out from Assembly Gardens one day while I'm flying, and there's four lads, I can hear the accents, they're Irish, and they're looking at the picture of David O'Doherty and the picture of me. And I overhear one guy going, I don't know who that Irish guy is, but David O'Doherty, I know what I'm getting, he's a legend. I'm not going to try some other fella that I had no idea who he is. And as they're looking at the poster, I stand alongside them, admiring the poster with them, and I kind of chirp in, I say, he's actually not bad, this fella at all. It's kind of funny. Actually, you can see the quote there from Jason Byrne, who says he's a brilliant comedian, and they all look at me to say, who the fuck is this guy? And the man who was saying that he wouldn't go and see me starts going bright red. The other lads start pissing themselves laughing. And I keep going, I keep going at him. I was like, he's a man from Maynooth, actually. I keep going at him, you know, I was like, but I don't know, maybe he's total shit, you know what I mean? Maybe you'd be wasting your money going to see that guy. He's obviously not fun. He's probably not funny at all because you don't know him. That means he's not funny. Yeah, sure, you're better off going seeing David O'Doherty instead. This stage, the lads are pissing themselves laughing. And then I look your man dead in the eye and I say to him, you can't not buy a fucking ticket to my show now, can you? Because I have the lot of you pissing yourselves laughing. Not funny. <laughs> and sure enough, the lads turned up to the show. But wouldn't you know they turned up late? And the only place they could sit when they came in was the front row. <laughs> sure, I had a field day off with him as well. For five minutes at the front of the show, taking the piss out of him. <laughs> so... Thanks to him for coming. Oh, yeah, and they both shook my hand on the way out and said, thanks, man, that was fucking hilarious. Today's show was brilliant. I had women and men in the front row in their, at least their 70s. They were old, getting on board and laughing and having the crack. And then people behind them were in their 20s and they were laughing as well. And that's a good feeling. Edinburgh pushes you to do that because you have no idea what kind of people you'll have in every day. And... It uh, it really pushes you to make the, to 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 grab an audience, you know. So uh, you have to figure out a way how to make it work with every audience. So it's great. I uh, I've really enjoyed uh, doing that. I bumped into David O'Doherty uh, yesterday, and he said a wonderful thing to me as I, as I was telling him how how I was working everything out and he was saying how you can't really write a show like this when it's your own show it's very hard to write a, do a good job of that writing doing that in a comedy club because a comedy club is very much putting people under pressure to be bang 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 punchline 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 and it's very much you know you have a host who hypes up the show and you bring on the acts and you get everybody to cheer and and all that kind of stuff and in that sense, because you're not the only person on the bill, you as the actor are entering the audience's world, their world, to make them laugh. But the difference with this kind of thing is that the audience is coming into your world because this is your show. You are the only name on it and you are bringing them to another place. And I have to thank David O'Doherty for saying that to me because... That got me excited about writing shows. Uh, 
about being a stand-up comedian and about the possibilities of it. And it made me very, very, very happy. Um, so, yeah, I'm in the final. I'm on the home straight, really, about 10 days, 11 days left of this Fringe Festival. Let's see how the rest of it goes and what other adventures I get on. Um, yeah, thanks for continuing to listen to the show. And, um, yeah, today's episode is a fascinating episode because it's me and my good friend, Des Bishop, whom I'm missing, I'm not going to lie to you. He was here for the first two weeks and he was only doing two weeks at the Fringe and now he's uh, he went back to back to his beach house where he's, let's be honest about it, truly happy being there. Uh, we had our we had a good rhythm when he was here for the two weeks. We'd meet for breakfast, have a coffee, uh, play pitch and put, or hang out with Jason sometimes. Um, and we had a bit of a rhythm going, and it was great. And uh, because my house is a bit farther away, I would kind of hang out in his apartment as well, in between shows that I had and all that, and it was great. But in this episode, this is a very specific conversation because on one of the days that Des and I go to play pitch and put, drama occurs. And as this podcast is recorded, we have just got back from the game of pitch and put and we're both still pretty high on adrenaline because violence has occurred. Yeah. So I'll leave me and him from the other day tell you the story of how we were essentially attacked and how we dealt with it and we're kind of still on the come down from that situation and yeah well I'll let us tell you the story thanks for listening thanks for the message and all that's left to say is let's do this Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hello Steve O Podcast. A very special episode because it's been it's been a long time, ladies and gentlemen, since I've had a guest on the show. It's been it's been years, in fact. But I want to give a warm welcome to the one, the only, Mister Des Bishop. Thank you, Steve. It's good. wonderful to be here. It's good. It's wonderful to have you back on the show. And let's be honest about where we're at, Des. We're over here at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and we've just um, we're feeling amped. <laughs> We've had a pumped up day. We've had a big pumped up day. I'm, Are we starting with that? We can do, yeah. I mean, we can, but we just get it out of the system, Des, so then we can, you know, because I was thinking, right, on the way over here where we go to do the podcast, I was like, what will I chat to Des about, blah, 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 and then what happened, happened. So we, we got to fucking man. talk I'm, about I'm, it, man. I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm only coming down off it now. Yeah. I think so I you want to set the scene? So, so first of all, we you know we've been having a lovely time here. We've had yeah. First and foremost, we've had a lovely time, lovely hangs. And we one had, of the, one of the nice things that we found mm-hmm. was pitch and pot in the meadows. We had a lovely morning set up. We met up in a, a local cafe that does amazing we, food. We played yesterday. Yeah, we uh, no, no 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 issues. No issues. We played yesterday. We get to yeah. We have a beautiful. And now you know just to set the scene for people that have never been to Edinburgh. Uh, in the meadows, there's a public pitching puck course. It, there's nobody minds it, and yeah. you don't like rent clubs. You have to buy yeah. clubs. People buy shitty clubs in a secondhand shop. Yeah, and it's, it's open to anybody to play. Yeah, it's kind of hard to describe because I don't think anything like that um, exists in Ireland. But it's just it's basically a massive big park. But then there's a pitch and puck course. It's kind of marked yeah, out. It's like a super cool public amenity. Yeah. 
and everybody plays. It's free. And, and, and you know, it, there, there's nothing to it other than it is a pitch and putt course. Yeah. It is clearly marked that yeah. it's a pitch and putt course. There's signs yeah. everywhere that say caution golfers. Yeah. Uh, which pe- obviously is... People are walking their dogs. People are hanging out in the sun. They're having their breakfast. They're having coffees. All that. It's a beautiful thing that we can all get along together and play in a public pitch and putt course. You'd think... And yesterday was great. Now, I did warn Steve. I did say that it might be a little busier today because it's uh, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday morning. But actually, we successfully navigated that. We did. In that we tried to start on the first hole, uh, but um, it was a little too busy. But we did find a a very uh, clear opening. Yeah. And by the way, just in case there's any golfers listening. Yeah. this story has nothing to do with us cutting in. Yes. So just in case you think we're leading to an argument over... Because Des knows golfing we, etiquette, ladies and gentlemen, just so we know, I don't really. Yeah, this is not really a golfing etiquette situation. Needless to say, we skipped from... I, I think we skipped from one to nine. Something like that, and yeah. And to be honest, it was, a perfect, it was yeah. a perfect spot that we found. We never encountered any other golfers in front of us or behind us. Nope. So... Back to bliss. Yeah. We were back to the, the same bliss that we had achieved yesterday, despite yeah. it being the weekend. Open holes ahead of us. Yeah, we were a good run ahead of us. And I think I think we were on the 9th of the 10th. No, no, sorry. No, it was further on. It was the 11th. Yeah. Maybe the 12th. I think it was the 11th. Downhill. Yeah. Uh, downhill tee shot. Dez has taken a shot I've just off my, the green. Nice shot. I hit my shot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you were about to go. And you want to take it? I was about to take my shot and we were kind of already commentating and like I'm lining up and you can clearly see Des's ball is there on the green and this couple holding a tray of you know their flat Coffees. whites or lattes or whatever yeah, but also golf clubs also holding golf clubs so, so they, they obviously had been playing they had been playing so they know what's going on they understand people are playing and they're kind of walking across and walking across is not an issue yeah that's fine. Walking across is not an issue. That's fine. But they walk. They are walking across. They're not really. They're paying attention to something going on the other way. They're not paying attention to us at all. They're standing right next to so Des's ball. But they stopped. They Let's, stop. So they decided to stop on the green. Yes, on the green. While we were waiting to hit. While we're waiting to hit. And, and we're waiting for a bit. I and I understand that there. It's it's a public pitching puck course. They're not golfers, but. There are signs all over the place. Caution, golfers. Yes. And I have I have cut through that pitch and putt course before, but I am always conscious of being aware is anybody hitting yeah. out of safety more yeah. than anything else. Yeah. W- whatever about respect. Yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah. So. And it, they're standing right next to a fucking golf ball. And they're standing next to golf. And to be honest with you, they had been walking down the path, and I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they would have seen my golf ball yeah. rolling onto yeah. the green. It wasn't that long after my ball came to a stop that they walked onto the green. Yeah, yeah. So again, no big deal, but they did stop, and then they ended up stopping for quite a while to the point where you were waiting to hit. Yeah. And there was like... They had their backs to us. But there was just no reason to be there no. anyway. No, no. Uh, so I, so I kind of whistled nothing i kind of shouted uh when i shouted kind of called nothing and then i said oi, oi, and she turns around and i kind of just pointed like that to pointed kind of as in like pointed could you, move? could you move on over that way and uh she did i don't know if you, she did shout something back but i was like whatever it wasn't really listening it was concentrating on taking the shot she moved took the shot we play on it was a guy and a girl guy probably. and a girl a couple yeah yeah it looked like a couple yeah they left and we, we took the shot yeah we took the shot we went on she definitely said something to me but i was like whatever doesn't matter 
But I could feel tension at that moment, I will say. Yeah, I, I, I would have forgotten about them, but I, did know, I had noticed already that they, I, I noticed that they went up onto the hill and sat. Right. I had noticed that it, well, I thought it was them. I wasn't 100% certain, but I thought it was them. But anyway, we continued to play, I think about another three holes. And then we came up to... We were coming back up to them. We were coming back to where they were sitting on a hill. So, so now, we, it turns out that our tee shot is about 20 to 30 feet uh, near, uh, close to them. But they are directly in line yeah. with the next Completely hole. Completely in line. From the tee shot to the flag, they're sitting right in the middle. But I am oblivious to them holding on to any awareness of that we were the guy. You know, like I... Oh, you did? Oh, because I knew. I, 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 knew. I knew it was them. Yeah. But I, 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 well, I thought it was them. Yeah. But I, I didn't, like, I didn't think anything. And I actually, like, I didn't know they got annoyed at us or anything. Do you know how I knew that? Because, because A, I heard the little call back, but B, I could hear her accent. And she was like every Londoner that I made coffee for right. had given shit about who I was. I was the work. I was the help. That was the attitude that she called back in. So I knew that she, and I also knew when you were being polite to them. About moving, which well, is what I, happens I next. Just like, I was like, I said, wow, you, you guys have a lot of faith in our golfing skills yes. to sit there, yes. is what I said. Jokingly, like, yes. with a smile. I quite said, wow, politely, you guys have a, quite charming. You yep. have a lot of faith in our, our golfing skills to sit there. And I, 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 I was it she said? She said. Uh, well, it, it's a public park. Yeah, it's a public, well, it's a public park. You can just play around us, she said. Uh, you can uh, just go around us. You can us. just go around us, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, but you know, like, I said, yeah, but you know, like, I said, it's a huge park here. I was like, you know, this is the pitch and putt part, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, there's signs everywhere that say caution golfers. And she was like, yeah, well, it's a public park. Uh, and she was like, and... You were quite rude. What, what, what did she say? You she heard said her. something about. She said something about. And you were rude to us before. And I was like, Oh, you! Sh- I think she said you shouted at us. Before. Yeah, which is which and is what just, you do when somebody's far away. You can't yeah. like. What do you do? And I'd also called a couple of times, and she ignored. So it's like, so I got louder to say, "Whoa, you know, you know, get a move on," type of a thing. But I was like, you know, it was just like shouting so that she could hear me because she was because ignoring it, us. I said, "Yeah, well, it was just out of safety." I was like, "Out of safety." Just, that's right. You said. I that, said. Yeah. I said it was just out of safety. Like you stopped right on the green yeah like you know and uh she was like yeah and i was like yeah but you know you guys could just move like 10 feet over there like it's no big deal yeah you know it's a huge park yeah and she was like well you could just go around us yeah <laughs> so I, I i i was just like listen i'm not getting into it we're gonna go around you yeah yeah, right? yeah. so we start walking but as well, you did the best but i knew when it was over you're like all right okay you turned to me and just waved out come on we're walking past them yeah yeah I, I, like i was not i wasn't getting into it because like yeah. it doesn't matter there's like yeah, yeah. 30 there's like 36 holes like just yeah. fun stupid holes yeah so i was just like all right okay fine like we'll go around i'm not getting into it but i did say but just so you know you're being an asshole <laughs> you know like you you this would say 100 percent fucking were being assholes like just absolutely a, this is a public park yeah 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 right? wanted to get so, into that so they were like you, you know i was like you'd be an asshole and they were like they I, whatever they were i guess giving it back as good as they were getting yeah yeah and i was like listen it doesn't matter i was like i i, I know this situation like you have chosen you you have literally chosen to be in this situation you've done this deliberately it's all good yeah. right? you're being an asshole it's fine we're going around you you know yeah yeah and they were saying shit back i i didn't care because yeah. like Obviously, the even bigger man would have said nothing at all because we were deciding to not get into it. Yeah. But I, I was I was in the mood to 
go around them. We did go around them and we walked past them. Yeah. We were gone. Like, we were actually gone. But I was definitely dropping a little bit of like, you know, spite yeah. on them because yeah. they were being dicks. Yeah. Like, but it's fine. I mean, like, in every way they were being assholes. I yeah. mean, there's just no way around it. There was just no need for any of this aggro. Yeah. And even when they were standing on the green, we weren't being aggressive. We were just no. like, hey, because yeah. like, literally like, we're, we're, it's a pitch and puck course and we're just waiting for you to step off the green. All that was was self-entitled. You, nobody talks to us like that. That was they were completely self and and uh, I can't even remember indulged. what you were saying back because I really I didn't care like I really my blood wasn't even getting up yeah with their thing I was just like whatever like who cares and then and then then um, it was the it. first time I've seen Des go full Queens <laughs> even though you've but, probably heard about it absolutely right <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I do actually I do remember one of the time but uh, and I can't remember what it was that you that you said to him but whatever i can't remember what exactly was said but he responded the little swarmy little like fucking worm 19 english. year old english middle class self entitled probably little rich kid definitely a fucking uni kid sat there and he goes yeah you know why mate and it's fucking it's a hate when they do that mate thing it reminds me of something terrible he said to me he's like yeah you know why mate because you're an american and that was it. Fucking game and I was, over. We were a good bit past them. We were gone. Yeah, that's why it was such a little cowardy thing to do. We were gone. We were gone. And I turned back straight away and I was like, fuck this guy, like in my head. But you fucking... What did you say? You said... I, t- I said something about being a, uh, a Brit so-and-so or whatever like that. But, but, but the funny thing myself, was that funny. She, she reacted straight away because she was... She honestly... She was the instigator. Yeah. Right? But she... Because he actually has said pretty much fuck all up until this didn't point. didn't say much. But he said that, and then she immediately gave out to him. Oh, did she? Oh, she was I not happy that. that he said that. Well, I mean, I saw red. Fuck me. I fucking turned around, and I was like, oh, I said, now you're going too fucking far, you xenophobic cunt. I, said, I was like, because I'm fucking American. That's what you said straight away. I was like, you xenophobic asshole. And I was just like, that because now none, nothing that they've done has any justification whatsoever. They've crossed the line. It's like, you can't fucking do that. And... um Oh, I mean, and, I and they, it really it really showed them up for what they were, but fuck me, Des, you did not. <laughs> well, I really wanted to hit him, man. Hold back. I mean, like, and he was sitting there with that smug English fucking head. Yeah, you know, little the, the smirk. English accent. Would go, and listen, this is this is pure anti-Englishness now. So we're 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 hypocrites, but like the English accent, it goes fucking through you, bro. Yeah, that fucking entitled London fucking accent. Yeah. It's middle it's class. Because you're an American. Because oh you're God. an American, mate. Dude, I, because I you're fucking, American, mate. That makes you a fucking. That, that makes me like you're an idiot. I was fuck. I, God knows what I was saying, but I was. But the, my whole, my the whole problem was that I was dying to hit him, and you can't hit them. No. But he deserved it, and I, I'm not saying violence he, is right in any form. Yeah. But he deserved Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. He deserved it. I was standing there. At no point did I feel like, come on, Des, let's go to pull he you off him. At no smug, point. He had this smug fucking look in his face. And I said, bro, I said, you have no, you have no idea how lucky you are yeah. because the only thing protecting you right now is the law. Because you, I said, I should, I literally said, I should kick your fucking head in right now. That's what you deserve. I said, it's nearly a fucking hate crime. That's actually what I said to him. No, you, I said, it's nearly a fucking that's what you hate said, crime. You like the, just you, what you did. You should be arrested for what you did. It's a fucking hate crime is what you said to him <laughs> as you're no, walking I away. I didn't really care. 
<laughs> but I was just. But, but that was using that was the right thing to say or the right words to say for what it is that no, he said. No, because you know why? Because it was like he deserved a kick in the head. This guy He's deserved a kick in the head. Yeah. But I can't do that because I'll pay the price. Yeah. But yet he can fucking you know he can. St- yeah. Like say this like you can slur you because shit. you're American, yeah, 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 yeah. like whatever. It, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, like we're not allowed to say about the other thing about what you said, what what you did say. What no, you yeah, we're not talking about, about that. But, <laughs> oh, we're definitely not talking about that. But uh, but um, anyway, needless to say, I just I I was so fucking. I I mean, the blood was up in me. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Up in me. Oh, fuck yeah. And he was like sitting down. He didn't get up. And I had golf was balls he, in my Because he never said anything for the whole thing when you're ranting at him, I assume. Because oh you can't get a fucking word in at that point. And what's he so- just gave me that smug look. like Yeah. But he knew that I couldn't do anything. But he also, you know what he gave me the look of? Somebody that didn't get hit as a child. That's the, <laughs> uh, the that's what I was looking at. Of course it fucking was. I was looking was. at somebody who doesn't know that yeah. when you fucking act an asshole, yeah, there's you consequences. get a smack. There's a consequence. And I'm not shit. saying that that was good. Yeah. But I am saying that this guy hasn't been hit. There is a time because and place. Because you can't do that. No. Listen, you like I didn't do it because I'm self-controlled, but 20 years ago, I would have hit that guy. Yeah. Thank God I'm older and wiser. Yeah. But I still have a bad temper. Yeah. You know, like, there's just everything. And what was so annoying, too, was everything about the scenario was from them. 
Mm. They sat there to be annoying. They said it's a public park to be like. The they stood on the green to be fucking annoying. Everything, everything they did was, was to like, annoy why us. Why are you being dicks? Yeah, you're just being assholes. Just, we're out here just enjoying the park. Just walk through. And she park. was definitely the instigator of the whole fucking she thing. Was, She's the one who shouted back first. She's the one who started giving you shit first. He didn't get involved, and then he's the one who crossed the fucking line. And I that, actually said at one stage before the American thing, she was like, "It's a public park." I was like. Do you realize the hundreds of acreage yeah. that are around here? There's just this it's one huge, section. It's literally a huge, huge it's like fucking half park. Half of Edinburgh city center is the yeah. fucking meadows. Yeah, and um, it was infuriating. But then, of course, because he crosses the line, he's the one who gets the fucking bollockin, and she's disgusted at him. Yeah, she and she away. marched. She runs off on him. She marched off on him because then it's he our, had to fucking run after. Because then we had to go. We had to go down and take the next shot. And it was just like it's so fucking hard not to hit these fuckers oh, with the right, ball. They didn't get up straight away. <laughs> they didn't get a ball. So and then they, they were there. And they, I said, I said to Steve, I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, it's hard not to fucking hit it at them." Because we would have been protected. Because we would have said, "Oh, it was a bad." We're shot. playing golf. Yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah, like yeah. there's obviously insurance on the. You know, yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a fucking pitch and putt. Why would you decide? Like literally, there we are not the only people playing pitch and putt. Yeah. Why would you decide to sit in the middle of a pitch and putt course? There's only one reason: to look for aggro. Of course. Well, you, well, no, they're not, they're not looking for. See, again, what you're saying about not being used. That they're not looking for aggro. They're looking to piss us off and then fucking be self entitled and try to teach us a lesson. That's what they're trying to do. They're yeah. trying to fucking have a, have you know. It's a it's a power fucking. Uh, but when I guess when I them. say look for aggro, I, yeah. I mean that. I'm saying the same thing that you're saying. It's like they're looking for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're looking for this moment. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and she marches off, and he is running after her. But I don't know if it's out of fear. But she definitely got a fright as well. I think. I mean, I you know, listen, I wasn't. I'm, I I I was trying to intimidate him. I wasn't trying to intimidate her. But man, he had a fucking smug look on his face. Yeah, but he said it. He fucking he crossed the line. Because you're American. I mean, come on. Because you want. It's because you're American, mate. Like it was so. He also thought he was so smart saying that. I he know. thought it was the smartest thing ever to say. <laughs> But you know what? In a way, he is fucking smart because he knows that I can't, you know, he knows he can't get what he deserves. Mm, yeah. He deserved a kick in the well, head. And he left himself in a very vulnerable position yeah. the entire time. Yeah. And he had these fucking stupid sunglasses on, his fucking little pale English fucking head looking at me with this smirk. Did you see the smirk? Yeah. The whole time he had this fucking smirk. Yeah. And oh God, I kept visualizing my foot in his fucking face. But, he's, but he was shitting it at the same time. I know. And I'm sorry if this is too violent for people, but... Like comedians, it's <laughs> so annoying. I mean, this fucking listen, man. I I'm very critical of America. I, of course, but well, that was the other thing. He doesn't know anything about you. He doesn't know anything about your politics. He doesn't. But, but like, also, but, to say an American, what the fuck does that mean? Like, that's like, mean? what does that mean? Like, He's a New Yorker. But I have like, to what? say, over the years, like, it's not the first time I've had to deal. You with You were saying that in Scotland. And, well, in Scotland, but just e- even regardless of that, like. There, there are, and that is just passive aggression, right? Because you know, you're an American, you know. But like, it's so annoying because it's like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, mm. it's so, oh god. But it's so, it's so, um, it's so, it's that British, we are better than the rest of the world attitude, and the. And, and and not sorry, not just British English. It's this English self righteousness. And their accent shouldn't be a trigger. But yeah, it but it is. It is. <laughs> but because it, it is a self, there's a self-righteousness in that accent. It does represent stuff. And then you act and you talk to other people. You talk down to other people like that. And it's like, look at the state of fucking English, English politics. Look at the state of Brexit. Look at the state of England right now. And you have the self-righteousness to talk down at somebody and just fucking say, oh, because I'm an American. Or yeah, because you, that, you, because you're an American now, you're, you're more stupid. Especially when 
we're we're being the bigger people by just we skipped the hole for them. Yeah, we literally, we walked past. Didn't play. We the did hole. what they wanted to do. Yeah, because like I don't care. I don't like have your moment. I couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. But then when he said that is that, what you said. You, you kind of did say have your moment. Yeah, you. Oh, you, I did yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you had your moment. You had your moment. We know what you are. You have your moment. What you're doing, just so you know, what you're doing is being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's basic, but it's a hundred percent true. Of course, they're being assholes. And, and I, I admit a hundred percent that I said that, and yeah. that was me looking for trouble. But I was, I was content with that level of pettiness because I knew that. I was going to walk by. Yeah, and she was also being an asshole. <laughs> well, they were being dicks. She was I mean, being an asshole. There's just no way around it. So we, uh, we had to get that out of the but, system. But I have to say that his face, he had this fucking face. Like, some of it's youth too. Because like, how many times when you were a kid, I know when I was a kid, like, if like, I guess we were being loud or, yeah. you know, some... You'd wind some it, adults up. Some, some old person would get annoyed. Yeah. And they would say, get off my property or something. Yeah, like yeah. We're on like the sidewalk. And we'd say, this is the sidewalk is public property. Yeah. This is public property. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, you know, it's I, all that self-entitled you bullshit. Know, he's doing yeah, that shit. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you think, you think when you're young, you think you're right. You in know? Dublin now, you can't talk to anyone of any age at all because they just call you Peter in the street straight away. Like, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> they can't say shit. I was flying for a comedy club recently and I didn't realize the age of the, of, I thought were women. They were kids. And one of them, go, I said, a uh, uh, comedy club tonight or uh, whatever like that and one of them goes we're too young and the other one goes pedo <laughs> so you can't fucking send the kids you oh, know anymore funny. but anyway we got that out of the system and it is um it's been a good i mean other than that that is the only downside oh, that was just I, funny. I, I will say the first time i worked with you was the was the first time i saw you go full queens i don't know if you remember out in solstice and navin really do you not remember that it was bad. It was the first, I hadn't met you. Christina brought me out. Oh no! Wait a minute, man! Don't be. Don't it's be, not bad. Don't be outing any bad behavior, man. <laughs> it's not bad behavior. It was a traffic jam. It was a stressful fucking moment, and uh, uh, it's fine. Whatever. Do you remember yeah, the back yeah, door was locked and all that? It's fine. I I, I don't remember this. I don't you know don't what you're talking us. about. I, I don't really. Know I don't want to get into this. <laughs> it's not. Bad. No, you're trying to establish a pattern of behavior. No. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going. That was years ago. I don't know what you're talking it's about. I, I have no idea. I did not I have, have no sexual idea. relations with I that no woman. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, other than that, let's be honest. I mean, I oh, mean, can we, can we just one yeah, final thing? Wrap it up. I am better at playing golf after an incident of violence. Than Steve. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hit one good shot after Steve, that. Steve could not play golf. <laughs> and, and the match went to shit after that. It did. It really did. I hit one good high one. That was it. But it was yeah. like aimed at the wrong hole. <laughs> the, uh, Steve, I guess I play a bit more golf than you. I, I've become a little bit better at dealing with moments of adrenaline. In that, my, I, I was impressed by that. In like, my golf swing. You shot up way fucking higher than I did <laughs> and brought it right back down and started hitting the birdies again. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like fucking taking divots off after oh, that. That was such a dilemma. I really wanted to hit the ball at them. Yeah. Because yeah, they stayed right. in that spot. I, I, reckon I don't think that's they why realized they when they told us to switch that we'd be playing right back across towards Stupid them. Stupid It's a pretty small course. Yeah. Yeah, literally. But thank God we didn't. In fairness, you were like, uh, don't hit it at them. I did say that, Because I didn't really I? was gonna. You're like, it's so hard not to hit it at them. And I was like, yeah, don't bother. Because I think point was made at that point. Yeah. 
Yeah. To and be just fair, sitting there, like, in the just like we were, we had gone past him because the, like once you were use the word xenophobia over and over and over again, he's fucked because he's completely in the wrong. He has completely done the wrong thing. And by the and way, she's I, I, disgusted also, at him for saying. Can that. I also go on? But record. she started the whole thing. Yeah. Can I also go on record to say that I don't think it's a big issue, anti-Americanism, or I'm not. I'm not suggesting that I, I felt heavily offended. I just no, but it's just yeah. it's just not cool. You don't do that, yeah. So anyway, I still called him a Brit bastard. <laughs> no, he did. He yeah. didn't hear me. Fucking Brit I bastard. <laughs> Fucking British cunt. But anyway, we are. I here. went up to him and I said, "Harmored cars and tanks and guns, <laughs> they can take away our sons, but every man must stand behind the man behind the wire." Well, that was his self entitlement about where we fucking Ooh. were, and he's not even from Edinburgh. He's English. That was the thing. That was the other thing. So, like, he's not from here. Do you know? Anyway. We're trying to get to, like, we've only, we'll only do a little bit more days, but we've been having a good time. I've been having a great time. This is my first Edinburgh run, and it's been cool hanging out with you here and here. Oh, and all, you, all the this stories. is your first time? First full one. I've only done a week. I did a week before with Son of a oh, Preacher, man. it was only a week you yeah, did? Yeah, I only did a week, bro. So it's, oh. uh, it's, been, uh, it's, been, it's been fun, but all listening to all the stories from way back when, it's like, how long is it since you've been coming here? Well, I haven't been here since 2016, but I've been coming... For full runs, I've been coming since 2000. Do you, what, oh, you, did a, you did a split show, wasn't it? In the first me and one? Patty Courtney did like 45 minutes each. We had a half hour. I don't know why. We had an hour and a half. I don't know why. But. And why did you... Um, so what, do you remember your first hour? What was your first hour? My Over? first hour was Comical Warfare 2002. In Edinburgh. Because it was post 9-11. Oh, Chemical Warfare was the big thing. Very so good. it was Comical Warfare. And I had some bits about 9-11. And I had... Actually, would you believe... I actually think I did the immersion routine in that. Was it in Comical Warfare? Yeah, the immersion routine worked okay over I was going to say... Scots, the Scots used to like it. They still In tradition. Scotland, like when I did that in Glasgow, and the Glasgow stand fucking killed, but mm. the British didn't have as much of a connection to the immersion. They did. It worked as a routine, but the, the Scottish almost as much as good as in Ireland, but in uh, the, the British not as much. But the, the, the best material of that show, some of it is actually in my first ever DVD, was my post-9-11 material about right. like... Sky News and the red button and I I can't remember those bits now but and like people funnily enough I had jokes about anti-Americanism in that show about nah. people come up to me being like George Bush is a cunt and I'm like yeah I know like what yeah, the yeah. fuck are you telling me what for? Do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean what have I got to do with that I do find like because as my first run and I'm getting a lot longer at it, I do find I'm learning that every day is a completely different challenge and every audience is it's really hard to get a, a read on the audience until you build your own fan base here but the one thing I I will say is when Glaswegians come into my show it's fucking great oh, they're the best bro it's I always so say, the somebody best. say to me where do you prefer to play outside of Ireland years ago I always used to say Glasgow that's what I say at the moment my favourite room at the moment would be to the play the stand in Glasgow yeah dude I had, I had the best weekend I'll never forget it and I, that's when I met Frankie Boyle that was like even before I don't think Kevin Bridges had even started doing comedy right I played the stand in Glasgow it was fucking great because they love the you can just it's, it feels like you can say you can go like that was the comment that a Glaswegian fella he was there this is funny the two of them looked like they were on Love Island you know that, that type of look you know gorgeous fucking all the all the looks the tans and the lovely teeth and all that kind of crack but he was great crack and shout out to that couple that came to my show last night but he he was so on board with all the darker stuff so on board with it they just fucking love it like you know what I mean whereas I feel with, uh, people who are from Edinburgh and I'm asking every crowd every night where they're from and all that they can be a little bit more mm, is that you know I don't yeah know. they're up their own hole here let's face it come on <laughs> we're not holding back on this podcast they are up their own hole 
<laughs> yeah, they are a little bit. Because that is the funny thing about doing the stand. When you do the three clubs in the stand, you can do stand Glasgow, stand Edinburgh, and stand Newcastle. Glasgow kills it for the other the other two. But Edinburgh, again, it's, it's a little bit, you know, it is a little bit more conservative. It's they are room. a bit their own home. It's a good room, yeah. Yeah, but they're up their own home. But it's fine. You know, Edinburgh's a beautiful city, but Glasgow is more crack. 100%. Glasgow is 100% more crack. Is Frankie Boyle Glaswegian as well? I'm assuming he is, is he? I guess. I just, I know I him know. from then, you know. Yeah, I know yeah. him from, I feel like the, I met Frankie the first weekend I ever did at the Glasgow stand. Oh, right. And you stayed in like a and b but that was, that was early in my career. I just remember loving it. Yeah. And I got to know this Scottish Indian comedian called Saj that I've lost touch with, but we used to play squash. And they good times. But anyway, that room is exceptional. Yeah, yeah. And actually, there were times, I don't know if they do it anymore, but there were times where if the sh- if your show times were right, you would get the train to Glasgow, ah. do a spot in the stand, and come back and do your show Brilliant. here in Edinburgh, or vice versa. Yeah. Do your show, get right the train, because it's like less than an hour on the train. Yeah. Do a spot in the stand and come back. Right, yeah. You get like 80 pounds. Brilliant. For a spot yeah. in the stand. A few people have recorded. Still do that. Yeah, Stuart Lee recorded a special special there as well. That's a fucking great great room. room. Great Great room. room. Um, So much so that now that we're talking about this, I'm gonna fucking book a weekend in there. Fucking right. Me and Mama in there. No. No, just doing stand up. Yeah, sorry about the creak. And I'm on a. I'm on like a rocking. That's your hip. (laughs) That's my. That's what it feels like. But, uh, so, uh, uh, and obviously... Sorry legend- with the creaking. It's that my aging toxic masculinity that <laughs> came out in full force on the on the golf course today. You have to stand... One has to stand up for themselves as well. Yeah. I think it's the moral of that fucking story. Um, oh, my God. And obviously famous... Here we go again. <laughs> We're on the road again. Um, and I remember, like, uh, when I had started out as an actor, I was on tour with Drew Theatre Company. And I remember tweeting you back in the times. This is way before I was doing any stand-up. And I was reading, my dad is nearly James Bond. My dad was nearly James Bond um, on tour. I remember reading it in Cork in the Everyman when I was on stage in Cork that night. And uh, so you famously came to, to Edinburgh to do My Dad Was Nearly James Bond. Five stars in the Guardian, which was a fucking huge deal at the time. That's right. You brought your dad on stage. Is that that's ten? Is that ten years? Ago? Was that two thousand twelve or no? It's, 20, it's twelve years ago, bro. It's twelve years. Two thousand ten. It was. Fuck yeah, yeah, man. Time flies. So do when you come I back. I did that show in Glasgow after my dad died, and actually, I remember there was like so much heckling that it kind of fucked up the show. Oh really? Because <laughs> <laughs> Glasgow's great for comedy, but yeah, they struggle yeah. with the, yeah. uh, the none of your emotions. <laughs> thank you very much. Fuck off with your feelings, <laughs> yeah. man. Come here to fucking cry. Come here to fucking laugh, eh? What the fuck yeah. is this shit? Oh, fucking right, yeah. <laughs> so you've got loads of you've loads of memories of doing well, like your favorite times of coming here down the years. In was it James Bond? <laughs> I will always be sorry. In the uh, town I love so well. I, I mean, like I, I have great memories here, but I've never, I never, one, I never came for uh, a lot of years in a row. So I never, I. I have great memories, but not as much as some of my contemporaries that like come every year. Because that is, they say, that's but, the thing about Edinburgh. But my isn't it? long, my 08, 09, and 2010, those three years in a row were my like my best years. Because I been. came in 2002, I came in 2004 with the work experience. I did a show, I did like like a show about my minimum wage experience. Yeah, yeah. In 2004, I did okay. Uh, but you know, 2003, I was filming the work experience, so I couldn't come. Mm. Uh, and then 2005 I didn't do it because I was literally fucking gigging and I was like out of my mind fucking busy uh, but 
the the most sort of settled I was was oh eight oh nine two thousand ten. They were my that was my best run right of Edinburgh shows, and I've had all the good ones. Two thousand fourteen, Made in China, did well, and you know I've had good times here. But that three years in a row, that is the best way to do it because you do you do feel the momentum and you the, the pressure eases. You yeah. know what I mean? You just it just I don't know. You get into like an Edinburgh mindset. That's what they say. You you basically have to come year after year after year to kind of you but build your Edinburgh works. audience. For here, not everywhere is like that. But for here, it definitely works. Yeah, like, yeah, it absolutely yeah. works. But you also do get into a bit of an Edinburgh thing. Of always doing a themed show or something. I don't know, but you know, I I I kind of. I've been enjoying it this year, but I have to say, like, it, it hasn't made me go, oh, I miss Edinburgh and I can't wait to come back next year. I've just been like, oh, it's, I'm glad that I did it. It seems like it's, a, it's definitely a time and a place in someone's career, isn't it? It's kind of like, it's not as much of a right as passage as it was before, because lots of people, I'm like, loads of people are sending me messages, like, you're fucking killing it, you're over in Edinburgh Fringe. I'm like, it's not really like that. Yeah, like, it's fucking hard yeah. work. And, and then people always go, wow, the reviews are great. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, I'm looking on your Instagram, it's like, yeah, I only post positive shit on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am honest. Oh, your about show it. is killing it. I just, do you know what I say on my Instagram? I'm like, I am fucking killing it at the fly ring, let me tell you. Oh, that's right. I I'm good at fly ring. Because <laughs> I did, yeah, from, from a one, set, one pre-sale to 24, that wasn't a fucking uh, a bad one at all. Um, so me and Mama is going on tour for autumn in Ireland, isn't it? I got like seven more dates, and then I have to let it go, man. It's been let going it, on forever. Let it go. I mean, I prefer... Listen, the pandemic fucked up me and Mama, because yeah. the show was flying before the pandemic, and then there was a two-year break. Now, the show has been going great since the it's pandemic. It's still great, Des. No, I know, but dude, I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah. I'm going on about my dead mother. Don't say that before you're selling tickets, No, 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 but no. but I'm, Dude, I'm talking about my dead mom every night on stage. I know, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, when I say I'm sick of it, I... I the show is great, but yeah. I need to move on. You need move to move on, on in your life. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I need yeah. to like, I, I, you know, I, I, like obviously I had the, the pandemic year, which I was in New York more. I had all that pandemic material, which was great, mm. right? But all that pandemic material is gone. And I, like in terms of like, nobody wants to hear it anymore and I don't want to say it. But after that, I went back to Mia Mama and now I'm doing Mia Mama. So I feel like it's been years since I did anything because even that mm. pandemic material, I don't, I don't feel connected to it. It's mm. weird. It's well. It's we're not connected to it as well because it's like a moment it's kind in time. Of, it's, it's happened and no one's yeah. fucking talking about it now. Yeah, it was no like one wants mo- to talk it about it. It was like a moment in time. So I really do kind of like I kind of can't wait to just get my mindset into like what's the next thing that I'm going to be talking about. Yeah. So I shouldn't be dismissive about the show. I don't mean it in that way. Yes, I understand. But there's seven saying, yeah. left. Yeah. These dates are postponed from like nearly two years ago. I'm still yeah. doing postponed dates. Yeah, and I know that's partially my fault because I live half the year in New York now. Mm. So obviously, I have to fit them into these slots where mm. I'm not in New York. But once these seven are done, it's um, still um, yeah. No, I know. I get what you're saying. It is time to for you to move on from that stuff. But it's still. I mean, I've seen it about fifty times, and it's fucking. It's absolutely amazing show. But it's, I do say, I have to say, doing it in Edinburgh, um, I I miss the. I have to do it in an hour here. Yeah, you have to cut I, it down. I, basically, I'm missing. I've never done a show in Edinburgh that I actually thought this show would be better if it was 15 minutes longer, but Mia Mama suffers from being shorter. Right. There's just not enough time yeah. to establish mm. my mother's life. You know, there's just, I had to cut a lot out of the early part of the show. Yeah. And yeah. I feel it suffers because of that. But it's still going well, but I haven't been enjoying it as much here as in uh, Ireland. Where and are- that's not because of the Irish jokes. It's just because like, it's the Even last night, I had dinner with people that came to the show, and she was saying, like, 
yeah, you know, I, 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 you were rushing through all that information in the beginning, and I, I was loving it. I could have listened to that for hours. Yeah, you know, like, and so it's you, fascinating that stuff. At the yeah, beginning of the show. and I have to do that a lot quicker, and it's unfortunate, you know. Do you remember where some? There's of those nothing I can do. It's definitely yeah. an hour and fifteen minute show. Where are some of these shows at in the autumn in Ireland? Drahada, Ennis, Drahada's Galway, uh, Armagh, Armagh, uh, Thurless, County Tipperary. One and a, a Cork one. I haven't done it in Cork since before the pandemic, so I'm doing one more in every minute Cork. Brilliant. And uh, possibly one other place that I don't have in my mind. We'll um. Well, the, the tickets are available at desbishop.net forward slash tour dates. Forward slash tour dates. And um, what else was... Oh, yeah, the one thing I have to fucking ask you, because I don't know why they message me about this all the time, Des, but they Jesus all want Christ. to know when the Des Bishop podcast is coming back. Oh, well, you know, like, They keep just, fucking asking me, Des. They ask me. I'm sure they're asking you, just not listening to them. Well, you know, listen. I, first of all, I, I never got a good momentum going with it since my original run. But we had a good go, me and you, and with, yeah. with Joanne. Honestly, what when, happened to Joanne? Well, when Joanne left, and then you were a little bit confused at that time. In well, I went life. to school and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I was confused. After that time, sexuality. We were just about to lock down me, you, and Joanne. Yeah, right? we had artwork and everything. Yeah, that's and right. Then, you don't know this audience. But but listen, this is not a criticism of Joanne. I'm 100 supportive of 100 decision. And listen. We were, we we're going to say she made the wrong decision. She's a fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a fucking superstar. You made the wrong decision, Joanne. You don't know she, what you're doing. She's a superstar <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. And I 100% respected her decision yes. then. And then she ended up... You know, she did... Uh, my therapist goes to me... No. Yes. No, the the one in between. What was that called? The one she did with Mirren. Yeah. That was kind of a little bit before us as well, though. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was wasn't? after. But it doesn't matter. Whatever that was called, I forgot the name of it. But then after that, she went. Let's and, solve nothing. Let's solve nothing. And then, but I think her smartest move was obviously going with Vogue, the huge successful podcast. And like, she's been friends with Vogue for years. So yeah. it like, totally makes sense. But anyway, needless to say, after Joanne said she didn't want to do it, and you know, you were a little confused. I well, I had, st- I had stopped podcasting. Uh, this was the second year of the pandemic. I wasn't even doing my own podcast. I know. You literally were thinking about stopping comedy. Right? I, I got into college again. Did I tell you that? I told you that. You told me, yeah. yeah. But, anyway, um, whatever. Long yeah. story short. Uh, I, I got a bit of momentum going again recently doing it on my own. And I took a break to get married. And then I don't know why, but I just like a couple of weeks went by. And then I was just out of the habit. And truth be told, I still believe that I need to find... I need to find another. I need to find something that uh, captures, uh, like uh, that a topic or subject matter. Something that makes me want to a niche. Yeah, because it, you know, it's it's a it's a lot. You tried some other projects as well, didn't you? You had tested out some other podcast projects as well. So I did do it, McSavage, but that just didn't work out. But that that was not because that was just like me and Dave did a few, and then you know I. I was back in the states, and that just didn't happen. But that 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 was that was nothing to do with me or Dave. That just kind of like logistics. That just kind of fizzled. Yeah, that just yeah. kind of fizzled out. But uh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, same with me. I've tried to. I think people don't appreciate sometimes the the work that's involved with it. And uh, like I've done, I've I've done quite a few episodes of another one as well. But again, we just couldn't we couldn't see how it was going to work out long term, and it was exhausting trying to organize every to do one every week and. At the same time, when you're trying to write an hour for Edinburgh, and you're trying to write stand up, and you're trying to put, have a social media output as well, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's a loss. So anyway, maybe it'll come back. Yeah, maybe. maybe I'm going to figure something out. Yeah. I'm going to figure something out. Hannah and I sometimes 
talk about doing something. You know, she has uh, Burning in Hell. She has her own. She has Giggly Squad, but she also has Burning in Hell. Uh, you know, if, if, if Burning in Hell, uh, in, in years to come, if uh, Burning in Hell evolves a bit, maybe Hannah and I will uh, will do something. But we'll, we'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. I'll figure it out. But listen, the numbers were okay, but like there wasn't like a clamoring of people being like, where's the pod? So it wasn't, it also wasn't a case of like, you know, is this an essential bit of, of podcasting that needs to happen every week? Like I mm. was feeling like it wasn't good enough in its current format mm. that I needed to figure out something. And, and what you were doing before is a lot of work as well because uh, I remember listening to a lot of like uh, the Kevin Bridges episode and all yeah, when you were interviewing the, people and all that, but it's, but that it's just a lot of work. That was the last time I was here and the, my biggest mistake was not keeping that going because that, right. was, that was flying. Yeah, that was flying. The original you know, uh, incarnation of the Des Bishop podcast was flying. And uh, he made a huge mistake not keeping that up. And I think part of my mistake was I was here in Edinburgh in 2016 and I did tons of interviews. And instead of banking them, I was just like putting them up because I was just getting such a kick out of it. Right. And I, 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 I kind of burnt out. And then suddenly I realized like getting guests was tough. Yeah. And it just suddenly, and, and I, I, I accidentally, oh, you know, and it was too. When I was in the States, at times when I was in the States, I would interview American comics and the numbers would like go down by half. Really? That much? Yeah, because it was like so, it was such an Irish listenership and they weren't yeah. as excited about the American comics. And then, I don't know, I just was like, oh shit, you know, and I just, I, I let that get in my head and I let it fade. Mm. So it was my fault. I, I'm not blaming anybody. Well, it's not your fault as well. Like it is bloody hard work. People have to realize it is hard work to keep it up and you are, like we are stand-up comedians as well. This is just another aspect of it. I mean, it is like I see people like uh, like Joe List and Mark Norman and all that. They seem to make be able to make work if you can get a, a relationship with another comic that can That's work it. really That's well as well. Sometimes That's at the mean. same time, you can get yourself an NYC comic if you're going to be over there all the time. We'll fix something out. We'll fix something, something out, out man. Desi B, it's been a pleasure. Thanks oh, for having thank me. Thank you very on. much, man. Nice, we calm each other down. <laughs> yeah, I do feel more calm after that. Thank fuck. I think yeah, we yeah. processed it more. We let we, it out. We took we talked out about it all the way over here, but then um, I think we've processed it now. I hope people don't think that we're violent assholes. We didn't hit anybody, <laughs> but I thought about it a lot. We thought about it, but we didn't do it. Okay, I visualized it like like fucking uh, American Psycho. I literally like I kept going through the scene in my head and then coming back to the fact that I hadn't hit the guy. <laughs> it's so hard not to hit them right now. Don't Des. Okay, it's alright. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.